Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello, and welcome back with Out With Dan. I am so excited to be chatting with M.B. Gale today about their book, Queer Leaders. I will tell you that when I saw the title of this book, I was just, I was just giggling with excitement because I just thought it was, it was something unique and I loved the play on words. Were you a cheerleader in the past? No, I, um, I had like a brief moment, I think in like fourth grade where they had like a cheerleading camp at school and I was like, yeah, I want to do that. It lasted for like a day, but I learned how to spell um, aggressive. So, you know, worth it. (laughs) (laughs) I I will say that I had a few friends in high school and even in college that were cheerleaders and it's a competitive world. Yeah. It's um... a... It was so funny. Like, yeah, in high school, it was like the, the dance team and the cheer squad. They were like super rivals and they were always like kind of fighting with each other. It was great. (laughs) it's so funny because oftentimes I think at least for me more men or boys I consider to be bullies you know growing up um and I found well I found my tribe a lot of times with the girls because I felt like they were a little more accepting I think that's also something that we see in this book trying to find your tribe Mm -hmm. and I absolutely love the fact that Mackenzie sort of blurts out, you know, I'm going to do this. And, you know, once you blurted out something, it's sort of hard to take it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give us a little setup for what happens in Queer Leaders. Yeah. So, um, you know, Max, she goes around, she's just kind of used to flying under the radar. She thinks that she's just going to go through high school. No problems. Just uh, get through it. And then the... Uh, the uh, football players start making fun of her for being gay so she's over it so she just decides you know what I'm gonna steal all your girlfriends and it's a rash split second decision and you know she kind of goes from being super underconfident to like having too much confidence and it's just kind of like the overcompensation and now she's stuck in it and so now she has to go and actually uh, you know fulfill her (laughs) revenge promise (laughs) (laughs) live up to what she says she can do yeah i love that and what we what we find out with your book along the way is the beauty of today's world some people she encounters they're very against her some people she encounters they're very much in her camp Uh, two people who were definitely in her camp were her parents and this is something that i especially love and i've mentioned several times on the podcast is when an author creates accepting parents. How beautiful is that? I, I really commend you on that because you just simply fall in love with her parents and you know they will protect her. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. You know, it's like it's something that is important to me because especially with queer kids, it's like there's so I, I find that thankfully these days there's so much more acceptance of queer kids within their families. Um, but also, you know, there's so much against 
uh, us as a queer community from the outside. It's like, you know, we we all kind of are aware of that narrative of the unaccepting parent and because a lot of us had to go through it. And, you know, it's it's important to tell. It's important to see your own story on screen in that way. But I also think it's important to kind of be like, it doesn't always have to be like that. And there is some hope and there is some like light in the world and it's okay. And I don't know. I, it's important to me to show at least a little bit of that sometimes, so. Well, as a reader, it's important for us as well because there are, we do realize in the queer community and in the straight community as well, not every parent is accepting of their mm -hmm. children. They yeah. want them to be this, that, or the other, something different than what they are. Um, some parents haven't grown up themselves yet, have managed to parent children. And so, but when I see something, when I see an author have accepting parents. I do like to highlight that because it is important. And there are a lot of books out there where we see the opposite. And I'm very thankful for those as well, because we see a different type of reality. But yeah. the reality is it, they can be both ways. Yeah, exactly. And of course, I loved Lila. She is just she's like everyone's best friend. You really do think Lila will be your best friend for life. Yeah. <laughs> I love her so much. I, it was like when I was writing it, it's funny because like, you know, I love Mac. Mac's my favorite. She's my main character. But I was like, oh, Lila really just, she really jumped out so much in, in writing it. I just love her so much. She became her own like thing. I, I, I A couple people been like, you should do a like a sequel with just Lila. Or not just Lila, but like focusing on her. And I'm like, listen, I'm not against it. <laughs> Neither am I against reading that either. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and of course, I, Veronica, I just, you know, Veronica was her own little character in her own little world. But, you know, of course, the name evokes for me Riverdale and Archie's comics always. And of course, I always thought Veronica was the most beautiful. So I love the fact that Veronica was that way uh, in your book as well. So, and then of course, Chad is the quintessential jock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just like Chad is just like the quintessential Chad jock name. I just had to go with it. And I will admit, Veronica, I definitely pulled from Archie because I read the comics growing up. I loved it. I would always like in the grocery store aisle, like when we were checking out, they had the digest and I begged my grandma to let me get one. And I'd like devour it before we got home. And it's just, they're always so good. I love that comic. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it growing up as well. I mean, it, yeah. it is a testament to how long it's been around because uh, it was definitely around in the 60s and 70s for sure. <laughs> and it's, it's wonderful that it has evolved mm -hmm. into what it is today. And I think that that, again, mirrors what we see in fiction often is that we can take a narrative that's been around a long time and put it in today's world. Uh, I really don't think the cheerleading world will ever be completely different because I think it's always gonna be competitive. And when you have competition, that's exactly what fuels it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah, cheerleading is not going anywhere because it's always gonna be, <laughs> it's always gonna just be a staple. I think of American culture for one thing. I agree. Very football. <laughs> and I happen to like football. I know it's probably not the gay man's biggest sport, but I happen to like football. So listen, they wear tight pants. They slap each other's butts. It's, you know, I don't see the problem. It's a All win sports win. are pretty gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. I yeah. think a lot more than the average person would think they are. <laughs> yeah, very much so.
They're all pretty homoerotic, if you ask me. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. Tell us about Beth. Oh, Beth. Uh, she's like the, the like sweets, dumb, like quintessential, just like you don't necessarily have like the book smarts. You are just like so sweet that you're a golden retriever kind of um, character. And I just, I just love that kind of character, right? The so sweet and like open and just like accepting because it's like, you know, they have the, the, the their logic is just so matter of fact. So it's like, oh, you're gay, but like, I don't see the problem. So obviously, like, even if she was raised in like a super religious household or whatever, it's like, it, it just so open and loving and accepting this it's like yeah of course like I'll, I'll and then beth goes on her own kind of journey through being like oh if i accept this person then like what is how is it different for me and you know i don't know i just i, I wanted a character to kind of go through that journey because i knew we were kind of gonna have to with with uh mac going through all the cheerleaders i wanted a character to go through kind of their own like queer journey but not necessarily the one we were used to seeing so like uh beth actually started out she had a bigger role because it was a i wrote it as a musical script and so everyone i know so everyone like had their own songs and so like hers was that she had like a song in the chapel with like this very like flamboyant gay jesus that was like throwing glitter all over her and she was talking about how like i just like why is it okay for other people to give me gay but not for me and they have like this moment and like this like religious moment like no one gives a shit like it's fine and <laughs> and so like she had this like huge not like huge but like a bigger coming of moment thing and so in the book like having to kind of like taper that to max point of view was kind of hard um but it was I i'm i'm happy with 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 where it came out of best just kind of being like yeah i am who i am I loved that about her. I actually thought that Beth had one of the larger arcs in your book in the fact that she had, you know, you, you do give us some of her backstory. And of course, this musical thing, I, I'm loving that. So it's, um, but having grown up a lot like Beth, I certainly identified with her. I was uh, very church heavy growing up and <clears throat> it comes with its own ways to hide and it comes with its own ways to navigate. And I was always a little, trying to figure out the exact, where I was always a little afraid Beth's mom might come in and sort of, you know, be a bull in a china shop. I was happy that did not happen, but of course, having grown up the way I grew up and, and very similar to Beth, I certainly had that in my uh, focus that that could happen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I grew up very similar to Beth, too. You know, it's like they always say you kind of put a little bit of yourself in each of the characters, right? And and for Beth, it was definitely, I grew up super religious household, you know, Catholic Baptist school all through, through growing up. And yeah, it was like that very, you know, I've seen a, myself and like other peers go through that working through religion and like the years of like the, the the religious teaching and trauma and like all of that to come out on the other side and you know a lot of people a lot of what we i noticed that we get in media is a lot of the like full rejection of um of religion which is i mean honestly that's where i've gone like and that's where a lot of people go understandably yes. but you know i also see a lot of uh of people who still struggle with 
keeping their faith and keeping um, a spirituality in general, uh, whether that's Christianity or something else, oh, and 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 rectifying that also with their queerness and like how it fits together. And so I just kind of wanted like a little bit of that with Beth, just a little bit of that whole like I can still be spiritual, spiritual. I can still hold on to this thing that's important to me, and still also accept myself at the same time. You know, like everyone kind of I think goes through different journeys with that yeah. when they grow up religious. So I think that's just one of the one of the stages that people go through and, you know, I, want to I, like, that. I like that. So I, um, I told you before we started the recording that I picked up your book at the Frugal Frigate in Redlands. And yeah. I, I love that bookstore because it's so encompassing of different genres and ideas and sexuality. And it's wonderful. And it's important because we do see that so much more now than we used to. Um, do you find it, um, do you do a lot of, I don't know how to say this, pushing to get in certain bookstores or does Bella, is Bella working really well with you on getting you into different places? How does that work as a new author? Honestly, I'm still figuring it out. So <laughs> I've reached out to, like, I have reached out to a couple of, of uh, bookstores that I know in the area, like romance bookstores that carry like queer stuff specifically. Um, to, to stock my book. Bella, for the most part, is the one who kind of like sends out the, I think they like send out like a catalog and people like pick what they want. Um, but mostly like I'm super awkward and I'm also like really bad at promoting myself. So like the idea of calling a bunch of bookstores being like, hey, you should stock this book also sounds like terrible to me. So I feel like I should do that. And that is probably something that uh, first time authors are encouraged to do, uh, but like I said, I'm terrible at prom promoting myself. <laughs> and also, like, I was so ready to do it. Queer Leaders came out literally the day that Los Angeles went into lockdown. So it came what? out, like, yeah, like the 13th, they told us, everyone go home. We don't know when we're coming back. And then the next day, Queer Leaders came out. So I'm just like, uh -huh, everyone <laughs> buy my book. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, so it's like, it's been a weird journey uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I should do that. But I have not. So thank you for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just so you know, I, it's yeah. all about celebration and certainly not uh, putting too much pressure. I, I do think because I, I speak to different authors, um, some who've been published for a long time, some who are starting out. And I think even those who've been in the business a while struggle with the exact same things. Um, so you have after queer leaders, you have Internet Famous. Mm -hmm. And want to give us a little synopsis of that? Yeah. Yeah. So Interfamous is about, uh, it's about a character who she tries out for Greece uh, for the part of Danny in order to impress her ex, who's part of the AV team. And the teacher doesn't want to give it to her because she's a girl. So she goes and she has a rant on TikTok as the kids do these days. So I hear. And <laughs> so she goes and has a rant on TikTok. She accidentally goes viral. So she accidentally gets internet famous. So the school's like pressured to give her the role. So now she has all this pressure of she has to be the best female Danny ever. But all she wanted to do was get her ex-girlfriend back. And so now she has to navigate fame and everyone now fawning all over her because she's famous, but also try to get her girlfriend back. So. I absolutely love it. I look forward to reading that next. Thank you. I had to do something for the theater kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and are you working on something currently? 
I am. I'm working on it's a it's not a YA technically. It's a period piece, 1800s. Uh, main character is a non-binary character, and they uh, they're pretty much living as a man. But they order house plans from the general store. There's a mix-up. They accidentally get a housewife again, 1800s, different times. <laughs> and <laughs> I have to preface it's a period piece. And so then they um, they end up falling in love. Maybe, who knows, they fall in love. It's a romance. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there'll be a couple of hiccups along the way because that's the way romance works. So. There always is. You know, there's a, there's only one bed. There's only one horse, you know. Oh, my gosh. That sounds so <laughs> adorable. I look forward to that as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I've had such a great time. Once again, the book is Queer Leaders. It is a love story. It is delicious and so fun. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me again. My pleasure. Hang on for me just a second. Thank you for joining us with Out With Dan. See you soon. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out With Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com, on Twitter at outwithdan, and on Instagram and Facebook at Go Out With Dan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out With Dan.